It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. You are Locked On Cowboys, your daily Dallas Cowboys podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome back to the Locked On Cowboys Podcast. I am Marcus Mosier. He is Landon Cool, and we are Locked On Cowboys. We're going to be talking today about some of the all 22 notes that we have after watching this kind of ugly, ugly film from week 17. But Landon, how are you doing today, sir? <laughs> uh, it's not not the best question to ask today i i had a struggle to get home uh from a series of plane flights last night uh and uh yeah i'm trying to watch all 22 uh while uh cramped in a middle seat on a red eye back to, to la is is not ideal um but it does make you focus on that as opposed to the screaming baby that's two rows behind you. So uh, I, I could be better, uh, but I'm at least I feel informed because uh, I was able to focus. I, I will say this. I don't think there's ever a good time to watch this tape. Let's just say that. Like yeah. I was, I was yeah. in my house. I had my iPad uh, sitting on the couch and I still didn't enjoy it. So, um, yeah. Uh, all right. Let's talk. About- I'll tell you this. I'll Amen. tell you this. There may not, there may not be a good time. Uh, there certainly are several bad times to watch the film, I found out. So <laughs> I've discovered one of them. There you go. But yes, either uh, way, it right. was not fun. Let's start with the offense. Um, yeah. Dak Prescott and Amari Cooper, they were just off in this game. And they've been off for a few weeks now. Even last week when Amari had a better game, it still done a lot of big plays. So what do you see from the table? What's going on? Why are they just not hooking up the way they were earlier in the season? I, I'm really confounded by this because it feels like it's, again, it's kind of, uh, it's multiple things. You know, it's, it's Dak missing throws. It's there, you know, I, some of the things that I'm seeing now that I, I don't feel like I've seen at, at points was, uh, you know, I'm not a big believer in the body, uh, uh, body language or, or, you know, reading, you know, that sort of, uh, uh postures and that sort of thing. But it felt like there were several times where Cooper got really frustrated uh, and like was slow coming off the line. You know, there was one route, you know, I, I was just speaking generally. I think one of the flaws that we're, I've started to see at times, you know, not flaws, but things that, that Kellen Moore needs to work on more is uh, his spacing of his downfield routes, right? Where like, it feels like there's too many times when Dak's ready to pull the trigger that they've got two receivers in the same general area yeah. uh, down the field. And, and it makes it really easy for, especially in zone coverage for teams to kind of, you know, cover it up and, and have a lot of bodies there. One of those routes, like they were running, it, it felt like uh, Cooper got off the line really late. Like, I mean, just like kind of really eased off the line. And and because of the timing of everything, he runs it out. Uh, oh, no, no, no. He runs a, a, a kind of a nine as, as Lamb is running it out. Or I might have that backwards. But the point was is that because he got off the line late, by the time that they're both ready to get the ball, they're basically in the same area. 
So I think that's part of it is that it feels like part of it is that, you know, there's, there's been some problems, you know, you know, bunching these guys up together downfield. Part of it has been, it feels like times like Cooper is not fully running. I I don't want to say he's not fully running the speed, but I can't, I don't understand like why he's slow rolling off the line when there's not press coverage he's not trying to beat a guy off the line and make a move like the guy was 10 yards down you know uh, downfield from him and then uh, another huge portion of this uh is i think you talked about it there were six pass breakups in this game right mm-hmm. I, I didn't count but i would guess that at least four of those were probably targeted to cooper it felt like i mean it felt the ball like the was majority. going to go to cooper is what you're saying yeah yeah, yeah exactly yeah. so uh i i do feel like there is, you know, some circumstance there, but I, I also think that, you know, it's, it's uh, past deflections at the line of scrimmage. There, there's some, you know, there's some uh, uh, in-game reading stuff. That I think that's different. That one target where, where Cooper uh, stopped on a, on a stop route and, and Dak sailed it. I, I think that Dak thought that Cooper was supposed to be running away from coverage. And I don't know if that was what he was supposed to be doing or not, but I think that that's at least what Dak thought he was supposed to be doing. So yeah. there's obviously some miscommunication there. Well, and so all those things are kind of adding up to not great stuff between those two. And then there's other routes like, and I, Troy Aitman pointed out during the broadcast, like Amari's one of one-on-one at the top of the screen with like the third best corner yeah. and he beats the guy and he's open and he has two steps and Dak just doesn't pull the trigger. Now, Maybe that wasn't the first read, and whatever. At some point, Dak, you gotta just kind of trust that your guy's gonna get open and make the play, right? And I think that's the bigger issue here is, whatever reason, there's a lack of trust between both sides, and it's killing the offense. It's not just it's not just Cooper either. You know, I think that you know there was a point, and finally he did do that, right? Like, I mean, but the, you you go back and watch the tape. There was a couple different times where you saw guys open down the field. And Dak just didn't seem willing to throw the ball to him. Um, yeah. You know, I, I think that he, and then finally when he did, you know, it, it I mean, unfortunately, <laughs> Caleb hurt, got hurt, but I mean, I think that that, it, it, I mean, it, it worked. He scored the touchdown yeah. when yeah. he took the chance on, 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 on his one, on his receiver being one-on-one on the outside, they should be taking those shots. Arizona was, and Arizona was getting DPI calls. And I think that if you're, if you're going that's the one thing I would say that's frustrating about these kind of games when the Cowboys are in. If the refs are going to be terrible and they're going to call tack. everything. Yeah, go, just let your receiver go up and make a play. Don't be afraid to underthrow the ball just a little bit. I, and, and actually, this has been one of my biggest complaints about Dak is when, he'll, when he throws the ball down the field or on a fade, he'll sometimes throw the ball a little bit too much on a line rather than with a little bit more air so the receiver can work back to the ball and either make the catch or try to draw pass interference. I think he needs to be- do a better job of giving his guys a chance to go make a play. Now, having said that, they did do that on a uh, on a on a play where they got a free play from a, for an offsides, and they simply just didn't call the defensive pass interference that was blatant on Cooper as yeah. he went down the field. So, you know, although I, I think mean, Amari could have done a better job at selling that. Oh, so yeah, yeah that, that, that's that goes to again. I don't want to question his effort. It just feels like there's times when I think they're frustrated. Yeah, he's not sharp, or he's he's he seems yeah. disjointed with what's going on and, and not connected, and and that's frustrating for us as well. 
right, I want to continue to talk about the offense, Landon. But before we do that, let's tell you guys about Get Upside. Uh, Get Upside, our listeners are, are making up to 25 cents for every single gallon of gas every single time they fill up. Just download the free Get Upside app in the App Store or Google Play right now and use promo code TOUCHDOWN and get a bonus 25 cents per gallon on your first fill up. That's up to 50 cents cash back. Don't pay full price at the pump anymore. Get cash back using Get Upside. You can cash out anytime to your bank account, bank account, PayPal, or e-gift card. Just download the free Get Upside app and use promo code TOUCHDOWN to get up to 50 cents per gallon cash back on your first tank. That is promo code TOUCHDOWN. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire. You need Indeed. All right, let's talk more about the offense, and specifically the offensive line of the run game. Um, I thought Connor Williams was really good in this game. I thought he was he won a lot of his individual matchups. Tyron Smith looked pretty rusty, and that's at least yeah. just my opinion. It looked like he's still getting his legs underneath him. What did you see from the offensive line? Chandler Jones is a terrible matchup for yeah. almost any left tackle, and especially a left tackle is still kind of working his way back from injury. That's what we saw, right? Uh this is blasphemy, and I'm going to say it. I, I'm i concerned that Zach Martin is not 100%. You know, I, I mean, there's definitely, and <laughs> he I got bit a couple times inside bad by Corey Peters. Yeah. And, and, and just times when he just got moved in ways that I don't, you don't see him get moved. So, um, you know, I just feel like the offensive line really uh, was up and down. And, and, and considering this is the first time we've seen them start together, this was the first game that we finally saw them all start yep. together. Uh, I'm hoping that they're kind of still working their way back in. I mean, obviously, like I said, Tyron Smith is, is uh, still working his way back from injury. Uh, Zach Martin just may have had a bad game. And again, it's, it's been a long season. So that certainly is a possibility. Um, but you know, outside of all the ticky tacky calls and stuff, and, and, and I need to me a culpa a little bit I, after watching the, the all 22, uh, Lael Collins hold was a little bit clearer than it was on the, on the goal line. He did prevent the guy from getting outside. I, I think you still could have not called it and been fine, fine. but I, I, and, well, and I just I think, think I, I, I'm fine with calling that one as long as you call it the Marcus Lawrence one in the end zone. Right? Absolutely. Right. Yeah. And that's, that's really the issue. And again, that, that's like, the consistency. If you're going to call one, call the other. I, I honestly, I'm fine. Just not calling either. Like yeah, we don't need exactly. those kind of flags in the game. It just slows down the flow of the game. Yeah. Uh, and then I think, have. I think Connor Williams. Yeah. They're not going to allow us. Uh, Con- Con- Connor Williams also got called for a hold where basically he, you know, he got called because Jordan Hicks got tackled by his own man, you know, and they, and they, and they basically made it look, look like he was, you know, dragging him to the ground when in reality, he, reality, he just got run up on. Um, so, you know, I, I just feel like the offensive line in general, um, yeah, had, had some moments. I think if they struggled really early on. I think they kind of found their way a little bit more as the game went on. And, and I think that, you know, you saw that and kind of improved drives in a certain, uh, to a certain point. Um, but I mean, you know, the, the offensive line penalties specifically, whether they, you know, deserved them or not, those were moments that really killed at least three or four drives. So, uh, uh that's, we should, talk about, 
we should talk about the run game because yeah. this run game has basically been non-existent since New England, right? I mean, they've had some runs where like Tony Prollard's cracked a long run, but I think I've seen now uh, Ezekiel Elliott hasn't had a run for more than six yards in like five weeks. Well, he's had three called back from penalties in the last two weeks, as far if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, I like, mean that's that's part of the issue. Like, and I don't even think that. I mean, I mean, let me ask you this: Are you looking at what's happening with the run game and thinking that this is a Zeke problem, or thinking that this is an offensive line problem? Because both, to me, this is an offensive line. Yeah, I mean, I guess we could say. I, both, I, w- but... I would say, I would say, ninety-five percent offensive line, five percent Zeke. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and Pollard's in there too. You know, well, yeah, Pollard. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. Yeah, I, I think that you know it's it's been it's been an issue of just kind of getting things clean and and you know again some of it is scheme like why are we having uh, Dalton Schultz multiple times hinge blocking Chandler Jones like that just seems like a recipe for disaster you know so uh, I I think that there is some stuff that needs to be kind of worked out and again it it felt like we were going back to a just heavy dosage of zone runs as opposed to trying to get guys outside on the move out and, and, and blocking with power. So uh, it just felt like, you know, like last week they did all the things that we wanted them to do. And then they kind of just reverted back this week, yeah. you know? Yeah. Uh, and that's, and that's a little bit frustrating. I will say one of the things that I am concerned about going forward is they either got to figure out a way to run out of heavy boxes and create big like chunk runs, which they're not doing unless Tony Pollard breaks one, but we've seen them do it like once in the last two months, right? Like against the saints, or they need to be able to throw out of those and create big plays. Uh, The the Cardinals seemed like they were unafraid of the Cowboys throwing the ball down the field in this game at all. Right. Like on that screen pass that Buda Baker actually overran, right? Like, yeah, I I mean, we're seeing this more and more. Just these teams just having the safeties creep up to the line of scrimmage, shooting gaps, linebackers just kind of shooting in, and there's no repercussions at all for the for the Cowboys beating them down the field. I I, I think there's way too many screen calls from Kellen Moore. Not enough play action shots down the field. What do you see? Yeah, I mean, I think that you know they need to kind of cool it on the screens or at least those kind of long developing screens i really like it when they swing the ball out quickly like the the, like they're not even necessarily tunnel screens or it's more just smoke right where they just Dak gets the ball and throws it to the wide receiver because the the corners are off right and then they that makes sense not when guys are flying up in the box though well, if, if it has to develop up, you know, if, if it has to develop so long that that the that the safety has enough time to read it, run to it, and overrun the play, I mean, basically, you know, got there too quick to make the play. Yeah, yeah, that's problematic. And and I, yeah. you know, the other thing too is and this is going to be really, and I've, I think I said it before, but I'm leaning full into this. Man, it's time to start giving Cedric Wilson and Dalton Schultz more more targets. You know, yeah. because if if we're not going to convert these with Lamb and and Cooper and and really Gallup before he got hurt, uh, you know, I need to have consistency in this offense. And right now, I don't feel that any of the our starting top three wide receivers, well, now just the two, yeah. are playing very consistent football. No. Uh, and, and are, are, you know, I think that they are incredible athletes and they're incredible at getting open, but they aren't functioning very well inside the offense, you know? And, and, and even when they're, they, they get the opportunity, it's, it's just, 
I need Lamb to be more of a vet. You know, like when he catches that ball on third and nine, get the first down. Don't try to you know break the guy down for a thirty yards and and then fail to get the one yard that you need and then make us waste two more downs to try to get that third and one and then fourth and one. Like get the first down and 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 keep the ball moving. It just feels like there's too many times when I mean it, it just feels like the offense basically wasn't able to do anything until oh you start getting Cedric Wilson involved and now they're moving well, the ball down the field. It's just like which I you know I. I <laughs> I'm just going by what I see, you know, like I, I don't have any answers here. Like, I, but it's just been multiple weeks now yeah. where it feels like the outside passing attack. And it's not just the coverage. It's because, I mean, there's times when these guys are open uh, and, and there's just not, they're not, the ball's not getting to them or Dak's not throwing or whatever. I don't really care. Like, obviously he's more comfortable with getting the ball to Cedric Wilson and Dalton Schultz. Then do that more. I, I don't really understand why they wouldn't. I agree with you. The, the one thing that, and it's kind of lacked all season long, and you, you haven't really noticed it, but this team just doesn't create a lot of huge plays. Like, for example, they'll have games where they have, I'm, I'm looking at this right now, Landon. This is big plays, so big plays are defined as 10-yard runs or 20-yard completions. <laughs> They had 12 against the Panthers, 13 against the Giants, and 10 against the Patriots, okay? They had four against the Cardinals, four explosive plays. And my biggest problem is they haven't had the huge plays, the 40 and 50-yard plays in a long time. And offense is just well, really, really hard. They have, but it's been Malik Turner. It's been Cedric Wilson. That's my point. Yeah, oh, I agree with you. I agree with you. Uh, But you're, you're right. My thing is, though, it's really hard to play offense consistently and moving the ball, you know, on first and second yeah. down and third down it, to score 30 points without having those big chunk plays, right? Like yeah. offense is just hard because of penalties. And we saw this play out on Sunday. You can be having a fantastic 12 pit play drive and you have a 15 yard run and there's a holding call and the drive's over. That's what makes it it's so difficult. I, I, I just would like to see something kind of jumpstart this offense because we haven't had a game of eight or more big plays since week four. I mean, it's been that long since the Cowboys have had just a game where they're consistently moving the ball in big chunks. I agree. And, and, and something's got to change. And, 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 you know, the, the idea was that Cooper and Lamb are those guys to get these kind of junk play, chunk plays. But right now we're not even consistently getting completions with these guys. So why not flip the script a little bit? Why not make, uh, Wilson and, and Schultz kind of more the reliable, consistent part of your passing game until they shift the coverage a little bit more away from Cooper and Lamb, and then you can take your shots down the field with those guys. I, I just Right now it feels like they're banging their heads against the wall to try to give touches to guys who aren't playing very efficiently. and Or at least, again, I, I don't want to blame them, but the, the hookup between Dak and these guys isn't necessarily as efficient yeah. as it was once was. And if you aren't going to get big plays out of them, then what are we doing? We're wasting yeah. you're wasting touches on 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 inefficiency. Let's let's get more efficient. Let's get, that's and honestly, I think that's really been the problem throughout the year. At times, is that this is an offense that at times could do whatever it needed to to, to score, but they but they haven't had anything that they can rely on. And especially you know like these last few weeks, it feels like they've gone kind of week to week on what is you know, something that they can rely on to be good for them 
when other things aren't working. And and I, I think that the things that they have been reliably good on, they don't always avail themselves of tempo, throwing to the tight end, you know, getting you know getting uh, uh, Dak on the move with play action. You know, part of that was because of his own problems, like inability kind of to throw the waggle for a while with his calf. But it yep. feels like a lot of that's gone, and he's been able to do that. So. Um, I think those are the things that they kind of are consistently good at. And instead what they want to do all the time is run wide zone into nine man boxes yep. or yep. like, you know, it run inside zone into eight man boxes or, uh, or, yep. or run really elaborate plays that Dak gets enough time for blocking, but the receivers are kind of all bunched up into one area. So he has nowhere to go. You know, I just think that they need, and and this goes into the larger issue of what 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 Arizona was doing to us, right? They were bringing Buddha down in the box, and then he would sprint back into the uh, in the secondary as soon as the snap happened. And they would rotate their safeties. They would play with the box counts. They were doing things to try to screw things up for Dak pre-snap. And I think the way to get away from that is to go tempo again. Don't think about it. Don't make yeah. adjustments. You know, yep. get get in your fast break offense. If they have problems with it, if it works, then you keep hitting them with it. And, and, and as soon as it stops, then you change Because they don't have time to it. disguise that kind of stuff, right? Like exactly. You, if you're snapping the ball with 20 seconds left in the playcock, Buddha can't do that. He's going to have to line up wherever he lines up. Um, last thing. From weeks four through uh, six, the Cowboys had 35 big plays. From weeks 10 through 17 – 35 big plays. Yeah. I mean, that's what story. it feels like. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It so. is a story. Uh, all right. Let's take one more quick break so we can tell you guys about Bet Online. Bet Online remains your number one spot for all the sports action this season. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just use promo code locked on to receive your bonus from basketball, football, NHL, boxing, and UFC. Right to your favorite Vegas casino games. Don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for the 2021 season. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all of your favorite sports. So don't wait to take advantage today of all the new amazing offers available. Bet online where the game starts. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. All right, just a couple things on defense uh, before we move on. Trevon Diggs did not have a very good game in this one. Um, Got beat early to to AJ Green. That was kind of the kind of set up the Cardinals' first touchdown. Uh, just did not have a strong game. Any any idea why? I, it, you would think AJ Green would be a good matchup for him, but for whatever reason, it wasn't. Uh, probably he was reading all the PFF tweets. <laughs> uh, he, uh, you know, uh, yeah, you're right. It was this is a game that we even talked about that it, it seems like it would be a good matchup for him. Um, you know, look, he's uh, he definitely he bit on the double move. That's. That is going to happen with those guys. With with the guys that are getting the you know 12, 11, and twelve interceptions a season, 
sometimes they're going to get beat on, on specifically that double move, right? The, the slant and go, it's like, oh, because it's, it's, it's a, that's, you know, where people are, are anticipating the route and trying to break on it. Um, but I mean, that's, I mean, that's not an excuse for some of the other stuff. Right. And, yeah. and I felt like there was times when uh, AJ Green was able to separate and get open. You know, there were times when he pushed off pretty heavily, but I mean, you gotta, you gotta be able to fight through that. And a lot of times, especially in these games where, you know, the, <laughs> I guess not like this game that we played in, but in other games where they're not calling anything. Yeah. Which again, I don't, I don't understand why I didn't call that, but uh, you know, you have to be able to fight through that and you have to be able to make the play regardless. So uh, yeah, I think it was kind of a rough game for him, especially early on. I feel like things kind of evened out a little bit in the second half, but um, yeah. Yeah. He struggled a little bit earlier. I am worried about the Cowboys and Cardinals. And if they play again for the matchup that we saw in this one, like Christian Kirk is just a bad matchup for their corners. Like, for whatever reason, he was open a lot in this game. And a couple times Kyler missed him. A couple times they connected. I think he gives them some unique challenges from the slot. And then Antoine Wesley, like, a guy that we really didn't talk about a lot on the show last week. But if it's going to be Jordan Lewis covering Wesley, that's a big size disadvantage. If it's going to be Anthony Brown covering Wesley, that's a big size disadvantage. Kelvin Joseph makes sense, but are you going to put a rookie out there in a playoff game to cover Wesley? I don't know. Um the corners just didn't have a very good game on Sunday, and they really let him down, especially early in this one. Well, I mean, I, I got to say, too, uh, I hated the defensive game plan early on. I, I mean, I understand oh, I did the idea. It was awful. It was I understand the, the idea that, like, you're not trying to have him break the pocket, and I understand the idea of the mush rush, but he had all day back there. And, and these guys can't cover these guys forever. Uh, you know, the sluggo is one thing, but, but I mean, you know, there's just, they, they had several different shots where they were running deep fades from the slot and that takes time, you know? And so the fact that they weren't able to kind of generate any sort of pass rush early in this game, um, that's, that felt by design. It didn't feel like it was, uh, it was necessarily, uh, you know, because the Cowboys couldn't do it. And if the Cowboys couldn't do it, that's even more concerning considering who was playing, in that game on the offensive line for Arizona. So uh, yeah, I, I think, you know, later in the game, they definitely were able to generate a lot more pressure um, and, and it helped at, at certainly at different points you know, Parsons didn't get a sack, but he, you know, he made some, he forced some throws, you know, clearly they were concerned with Parsons as, as, as we could see in the tape that they were, you know, that, that, that Murray knew exactly where he was and was constantly trying to roll opposite of wherever Parsons was just to give him a little bit more time uh, but I think the Cowboys have got to find a way to pressure uh, uh, Murray and then deal with what happens if he comes out of the pocket. Maybe that's what they do need to do is, is more of a blitz situation and then just leave Parsons on the back end to kind of spy him if he breaks the pocket to close. So I can't believe I'm saying this, but I think they kind of missed Keanu Neal on Sunday. Man, yeah. that's saying something. I, I mean, I know, listen, I, trust me, I know because – Keanu Neal is not somebody I think has been pretty good this year, but they've needed somebody that could do some of the spying stuff to fill in when Parsons was rushing. Like they just didn't have anybody there. They didn't have anybody to cover Zach Ertz. Zach Ertz didn't have a huge game, but he made a couple of big plays in this game to move the chains. They just are really missing that other guy that can run sideline to sideline if it's not Micah Parsons, right? Yeah, I thought Leighton Vander Esch had a good game, but yeah, he was uh, fine. But that's not really but, his yeah, game. That's anymore, not really right? his game. Yeah, necessarily I mean, for sure. 
China. Yeah. I really don't know what Leighton Van Rich is anymore. He's completely changed since he's been a rookie. Like he used to be this height, weight, speed freak, and now I don't know what he is. I mean, he had a good yeah. game. There's no doubt about it. But exactly. Yeah. I, I mean, it's <laughs> much much like what happened with Jalen, right? It's just like he, he just kind of doesn't have a role necessarily. Yeah. I mean, even he played well in the game, but he's not like he's kind of generic linebacker when you need linebacker snaps. Right, I like it. Generic linebacker. Just get in there, linebacker. Go make get in there, linebacker. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, All right. That is it for today's show. Thank you guys for tuning in. We'll come back tomorrow. Uh, We'll answer your Twitter questions. We could talk about uh, later. Maybe a big addition to the Cowboys run game this week. I don't know if you saw this, but Blake Jarwin, he's coming back, baby. Baby. All right. (laughs) Now it's hey. Listen. I mean, all kidding aside, I really do think that's going to help. I don't know if it's going to help in the run game. Uh, (laughs) It's not going to help in the run game. No. But I do think that you know another competent pass catcher in the middle of the field could help with Schultz get help, especially with Gallup being gone. Right. Like it just yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it gives you a a starting. uh, It 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 maintains that you still have two solid uh, personnel groups where you've got players that you like, you know? So uh, I think clearly we like Cedric Wilson, like I've mentioned, obviously. Uh, And I think Jarwin gives you a guy that can be kind of that 20 yard. uh, He can be a big play guy, maybe not 40 yards, but he can do a 20 yard seam route. He can be a uh, red zone target. So we'll see exactly how that all plays out. Yeah. It's going to be really interesting to see how um, Blake Jarwin and Sean McEwen pair together because that's the Cowboys' ideal tight end combo, right? Oh, we'll need to talk. Get out of here. Uh, Come on now. Wednesday, Twitter questions. Thursday, we'll have a crossover. Uh, talk to the Eagles guys about their season, their wild, wild season. And then Friday, we've got a preview as the Cowboys will take on the Philadelphia Eagles in the final game of the season. I can't believe it's already week 18, but uh, make sure you're downloading the podcast. I know you are because you're listening to this. Subscribe wherever you get to po- your podcast. Please continue to rate us on iTunes, Google Podcasts, wherever you get your podcasts. Uh, follow Lane and at McCoolBCB. You can follow the show uh, at Lockdown Cowboys. And I'm at Marcus underscore Mosier. And we'll see you next time. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.